This is an AMI podcast. I'm Chuita Gupta, and this is The Pulse. The showrunners and scriptwriters for film or TV shows are their architects. Scriptwriting is an art and a business. Writers decide who is portrayed and how they are portrayed. If the representation of people with disabilities in the media is wanting, there is a need to interrogate the writing process. In order to tackle the lack of disability representation in the media, we need to closely examine the premises of the script writing process. We need to systematically take down the barriers that persist at this initial stage. People with disabilities will never get in front of the camera if the idea never makes it into a script. Today, we discuss disability representation in script writing for film and television. It's time to put your finger on the pulse. And welcome to The Pulse on AMI-audio. My name is Chuita Gupta. I'm the host of the program. If you hear any ambient sound, please excuse that because we are all doing our part here at AMI-audio and working from home to host and produce this show and others for you. If you'd like to keep up with the news and information related to COVID-19, we know it's ever-changing, please visit ami.ca forward slash COVID-19. I also wanted to remind you about an amazing program we offer at ami and um, and that has to do with our scholarship program. AMI has extended the application deadline for the 2020 AMI Robert Pearson Memorial Scholarship. This year marks the ninth anniversary of the scholarship program, which provides financial assistance to students with a permanent disability. There are two $5,000 bursaries to be given away or to be awarded, one for a student studying in English, and one for a student studying in French. The new application deadline, which has now been extended, is Tuesday, June 30th at 5 p.m. Eastern. And uh, you can go to ami.ca forward slash scholarship for information, to find out if you're eligible, and of course, to apply. So go ahead and fill out those forms for the scholarship. Maybe you've always had an interest in script writing or working in film or television and the scholarship program, amongst other things, could help you get there. My guest today is someone who is very passionate about film and television. I'll be speaking just a few moments to Corey Reader. Corey is a writer, director, producer, and founder of Renaissance Man Productions. He recently launched a new weekly webinar called Scenes to Screen While in Quarantine, and he joins us now on the line from Los Angeles. Hello, and welcome to The Pulse. It's great to have you on the program. Hi, Joita. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, before we talk about the webinar, uh, which is what we're here to discuss, what is Renaissance Man Production? Uh, Renaissance Man Productions is a production company that I founded to uh, originally to shoot music videos and uh, tell short stories. Uh, it's slowly been growing as those music videos have uh, been getting larger in scale, and now I'm in the process of developing some feature films and some television content through the, the company. And you've managed to put together a webinar, scenes to screen in the middle of all of that. So what's the yeah. idea behind the webinar? 
Well, I, I, every year I participate in this event called the Easter Seals Disability Film Challenge, which is a uh, challenge that takes place over the course of a weekend where you create, you write, direct, and shoot, and edit, and post a film to the internet in 55 hours. And the goal is to showcase talent, uh, that is people that have disabilities or have someone with a disability have a chief position behind the camera, as in a writer, producer, director, cinematographer, something along those lines. And this year, because we're all stuck in quarantine because of COVID-19, um, the event got postponed. Uh, we, we hope it can come back by the end of the year, but I'll have to wait and see. And, and I started about three weeks in, I started to realize there was something missing from my life. I was really missing something. And that was this engagement, this, this fellowship of people that I've come to know over the past six years. We always gather in the springtime and we make these really fun, unique films. And I, I was missing the fact that I couldn't be with them, that I couldn't learn from them, that I couldn't be teaching them some of the skills that I've gathered over some 15 years in the film industry. And uh, so this idea popped in my head. You know, I'm, I'm lucky. I live in Los Angeles. I'm in Hollywood. I'm in the, you know, the movie capital of the world. And so I have a few friends that have some pretty cool positions within the industry. And I thought, what can I do to help out some of my friends with disabilities that are stuck at home. And I thought I would love to teach them how to start writing their own screenplays. And we're, I'm already friends with these people. So a lot of times I can give them writing advice and they'll just shirk it off like, Oh, that's Corey. But I figured, you know what, if I can get one of the writer directors of Z nation or someone who's, you know, showrun, been the main guy in charge of a show that everybody's seen on the Fox network and they give them writing advice, well, now that's somebody that they can listen to. And so that's, that's kind of where the idea for scene to screen came from. And so who is it meant for? Is it just meant for people with disabilities or could the webinars actually just provide writing advice for anyone? I think that they can provide advice for anyone. But the main component that I do with every episode is I make sure that there is always a person with a disability represented on the panel. There are people that have disabilities that have fantastic jobs in Hollywood. And a lot of times they go unnoticed because they're not actors. They are writers or producers or directors. So what I'm trying to do is make sure that the panel not only has a person with a disability, but has a good representation all across the board. So I really try to focus on having, having panelists that are LGBTQ or of different races or genders. I, I really want it to be a nice, inclusive, mixed bag all the way around so we can at least start to introduce some of these voices and, and faces that are normally behind the scenes and give them an opportunity to uh, share the experience and the wisdom that they have with, with a larger audience in total. You know, as we get back into talking about the webinar, something you just said piqued my interest. And you said that there's a lot of people with disabilities in Hollywood who have amazing jobs. Do you think that the issue here then is not so much a lack of representation? Is it more a lack of exposure to the people who are already working in Hollywood who may self-identify as having a disability? Let me say this off the bat. So uh, I personally don't 
identify as a person with a disability, even though I have been diagnosed with ADHD, I don't tout that. Okay. So that being said, I will answer that to the best of my ability as a person who doesn't identify as having a disability, which is, I think it's a 50, 50 split. I do think that lack of representation, uh, matters that, uh, that's why people aren't getting jobs. They're just, people don't know that there's talented people with disabilities. And I also think that the, uh, lack of exposure, uh, does hinder people being able to get the jobs. I, the, 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 I think the, the opportunities have to be cultivated from within to be able to elevate anybody up to a, 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 a status, I'll call it, that uh, equals employment. So if there's not showrunners, if there's not executive producers, if there's not studio executives that are driving this machine to say, hey, let's try to make this writer's room inclusive. Hey, let's make sure that we're hiring crew members that have disabilities or have a, a, a broad you know, spectrum, whether it's uh, you know, gender or, or sexual orientation. If they're not driving this in an all-inclusive way, then it becomes much more difficult for everybody. So I'm speaking today to Corey Reeder, who's a writer, producer, director, and founder of Renaissance Man Productions. Corey, just going back to the webinar that we're talking about today, Scenes to Screen, uh, you mentioned that you started it a few weeks ago, mid-April, and you're looking to continue it, at least for the foreseeable future. Do you think once the pandemic is behind us, you'll like to see it take shape in another fashion, or will you wrap it up once we all go back to work and life goes back to quote-unquote normal? I, I'd love to keep it going. Um, the, the benefit of quarantine for me is that I have some time, and so that means I can spend five hours a day reaching out to uh, famous writers through their managers and publicists and friends to try and convince them to be on the show. You know, I, there's some great people scheduled to be coming on soon. Actor Nick Novicki and Maisoon Zaid. Uh, a, a I'm talking right now to a fantastic screenwriter, David Callahan, who wrote Zombieland Double Tap and, and Wonder Woman 1984. Hopefully he'll be on soon. So there's some amazing people that are slated to be on, but... I, I, I have high goals. I'm trying to reach out to John Krasinski, who wrote A Quiet Place, which features uh, Millicent Simmons, and, and Lena Waithe, who created The Shy and Queen and Slim and, and the upcoming show 20s. So all, all of these people would be amazing, and, but it takes sometimes three or four hours of my day to reach out to them. Once quarantine is lifted and our business starts to pick up again, it might be kind of hard. So who knows? Maybe maybe by that time I'll have somebody to help me out with some of this stuff. Maybe, I don't know. But I think um, giving people tools to be able to tell their own stories um, is of the utmost importance. Mm -hmm. And never say never, right? You never know what the next six months will bring. Just as we go to a break, Corey, I wanted to ask you what you're doing to make sure that um, and I believe this is happening over YouTube. So how are you making sure that the webinars are accessible to as many people with disabilities as possible? So every episode, there is live ASL interpretation. Uh, I have this wonderful woman that I work with, Mona Jean Cedar, who is, uh, 
you know, for the deaf community, she's live uh, signing everything. Um, there's also captions that are uh, placed in through the YouTube program. Um, so that, that's a big part of everything that I'm doing. There is a component through, um, uh, through YouTube where as it's being broadcast live, viewers can type in their questions and ask the, the, the panel whatever they want as long as it's on the subject of, uh, of uh, screenwriting. You know, there's been a few questions that have popped up that are more fan-based stuff for, you know, the, the, one of the chief writers and directors of World War Z. Someone was asking some inside questions, some inside baseball, and, you know, we kind of put those to the side because we don't want to give any spoilers or anything. We want to keep focused. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do the best that I can here in quarantine to make sure that this is something that... It, it lives on YouTube. The show lives on YouTube. Anybody can go to the Renaissance Man Productions YouTube page and, and watch the, the two episodes that are posted so far. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure within the best of my ability that I'm doing the best that I can to make them be accessible to as broad an audience as possible. Well, it sounds like it. Uh, I am so intrigued by the by why it is that you took such an interest in this. You said previously that, you know, I don't really self-identify as a person with a disability. So what is it in your life that prompted you to take such an avid interest in this issue of disability representation in the media? Well, about six and a half years ago, uh, I was, I had moved to LA and I had uh, been building my company and doing a lot of work on different productions, but all of that work took me away from my true passion, which is directing. So I had set a goal for myself to direct a film and I took script submissions from all over the country, all over the world. I actually got some from Australia and the UK and, um, and they were all for short films. And the one that I settled on choosing to direct was a film called Unlikely Temptations. And within that script, it called for one of the lead characters to be a little person. And so I wanted to stay true to the, the screenwriter. And I sought out to, to cast somebody. And the person that I wound up casting for the role was a fellow by the name of Nick Novicki, who's mm-hmm. a local Los Angeles comedian, actor, producer, and, and writer. And uh, he came on, and it, we had a two-day shoot here in the California desert. Uh, the, the movie takes place. It, it's basically a conversation between Jesus and the devil on, his very, on Jesus' very last day of walking through the desert for 40 days and 40 nights. And uh, Nick got to play the, the devil, or Bob, as we call them, Bob, short for Beals, Bob. And, mm-hmm. uh, and two days in the desert... I was stuck with Nick Novicki, who turns out to be quite the disability advocate. In fact, he is the founder of the Easter Seals Disability Film Challenge, and uh, disability inclusion is sort of his thing. So every minute the camera wasn't rolling and we weren't working on the production, Nick would pull me aside and be like, this is a great thing you're doing, man. I'm so happy that you cast me for this. This is really great. Did you know that 20% of the, the, the population has some form of a disability? Did you know that we are only represented by 2% in television, radio, and film? Isn't that crazy? And I'd be like, yeah, Nick, that's, that's crazy. And then he would say like, <laughs> We'd break for lunch, and you'd be like, 2%, Corey, 2%. We need better representation. You should keep on thinking about you know, representing people more uh, with disabilities in, in, in your film projects. And I said, I will. And it just continued like that. 
you know, we'd say, cut, all right, everybody take five, we're going to reposition the camera. And you'd be like, you know, if you ever needed help casting people with disabilities, I know a great agent. Or I know a, a great actor that would be good for this. And so it just went for two days straight. Nick just hammered into me that there's this entire section of the population, and, and, and it's so apparent, those of us that watch television or, or see movies or anything, there is a tremendous lack of representation for people with disabilities. And it just dawned on me that this was something that I needed in my life, something that I wanted to do. So I'll, I'll add this one little caveat. The week later after we shot that film in the desert, which I had put like about three years worth of savings into, he said, oh, and by the way, I've got this challenge coming up next week. You should be a part of it. So with relatively no sleep and no money in my pocket, I set out to, to participate in my first Easter Seals Disability Film Challenge. And, oh, wow. uh, and I, was, I was just locked in. From that moment, um, the first film I made had over 14 people with disabilities uh, in the uh, in the cast, and the amount of talent, the amount of enthusiasm, the amount of engagement that I got from every one of those talented performers, I was locked in. I wanted to tell their stories. I wanted to give them jobs. I wanted to be involved in a way that made the world a better place. And this. This was my this was my thing going to be my thing and for the past six and a half years that's what that's exactly what it's been. I'm speaking to Corey Reader, who is a writer, director, producer, and the founder of Renaissance Man Productions. You know, I was going to ask you about this later on in the program or later on in the interview, but since you brought it up now, I'm going to tear up my script and just ask you right away. Uh, you mentioned that you were you're really passionate about directing, and when you were directing this film about little, that that required uh, casting someone who was a, a little person. Um, it was such an interesting moment where you said, I really wanted to realize the scriptwriter's vision. So build a bridge for us conceptually between the role of the scriptwriter, how much influence they actually get when it comes to a casting decision, because that is such a pivotal moment for disability inclusion in film and television. Well, um, I was watching a interview the other day with Ryan O'Connell who is the creator of a Netflix show called Special, and he has cerebral palsy. And he said this thing that just knocked me to the ground, which was, we have to advocate for ourselves because nobody's going to do it for us. Mm -hmm. And I'd never heard it said so succinctly and precisely to drive home the message of inclusion and its, and its need in our society. So when a screenwriter takes the time to write, you know, and then a small figure appears behind Jesus. This is Bob, short for Beelzebub. Uh, that, and, and, and he was described as, as, a, as a little person. I had it in my mind, and this is my sensibilities, that this is how it was written. Respect the writing. Now, I do have a creative choice. I had purchased this screenplay from this writer, and I could have said, made an executive decision since it was my story to tell now, I had bought it, that you know what, that's going to be too hard to find. I'm just going to turn it into somebody else. I'm going to make it a woman, or I'm going to make it uh, whatever. Uh, and, and 
But I didn't do that. You know, I, I learned when I was in college, like, there's a reason people don't rewrite Shakespeare. Because it's freaking good. So I try, I'm, I'm not saying every writer out there is Shakespeare, but I'm also not going to spend my money on a screenplay that is not good. So my sensibility is to respect what the writer has written and try to bring that to life to the best of my ability on the screen. Corey, in the few minutes that we have left, let me play devil's advocate. Uh, you know, you you are very passionate about inclusion. I am very passionate about inclusion of people with disabilities. Argo, you won't get an argument from me. But as you said, you know, someone's not going to pay money for a script that isn't any good. And so when we talk about inclusivity in scripts and bringing in characters with disabilities in the script writing process and telling their stories in an authentic fashion, could this also... I'm going to bring in the daughters and sons. Could this also be a profit-generating venture? Is there a market out there? Do people want to hear the stories about uh, people with disabilities? People don't know what they want until you give it to them. <laughs> and so, uh, yes, the market is out there, but we have to feed the market. Um, yes, there will be mistakes. Uh, there will be able-bodied people cast in disabled character roles. But I think personally, as we slowly weave the fabric, you, you have to do it stitch by stitch before we can sit back and look at the tapestry that's been created. We have to pick these battles and, and fight for the fights that we are passionate about and make the mistakes and learn the lessons and, and hope and work to make these things all get better so we can achieve better things. Um, I want to hear more stories. I'm often asked uh, from different people that I run into at different events, especially young, young talented people with disabilities that are, they're, let's say they're actors, but they want to write. They believe to their core, my story is unique. My story is different. And Joita, I go to some of these things and I'll have five, ten people ask me, hey, Corey, you should write the story of my life. You should make it into a movie. And all, I'm honest and I'm very reasonable about these things that, that I say, I can't. I don't, A, I don't have the time because just like you, I'm trying to find my next job to put, uh, to keep the roof over the head, to keep the food in the mouth and to... And then on top of that, to continually spread my creative wings. But you know who can tell your story better than anybody, and that's you. So if I can give you the tools to do that, then start doing it. Start putting in the work. Start learning the lessons that I've had to learn over the years of how to properly format a screenplay, how to build characters that the audience loves, how to create a world that's engaging, interesting, new, and fresh, how to how to build the story up to a climactic arc that in the end, when it resolves, everybody can be completely mind-blown or their hearts filled with joy or completely broken by the sadness of the situation. I can't tell that story that somebody has inside of them. I can help facilitate it to the best of my ability when the time is right, but until then... It's up to us to, to be the, the captains of our own ships. And there's going to be some rough waters that we're going to have to sail. But 
we reach out, we ask for help, and we take the help that we can get. Sometimes I've, you know, I'll bring it back to this fantastic podcast or, or, or webcast that I've started. You know, there's plenty of people that I'm reaching out to that I would love to get on the show. You know, um, some people just can't do it. They're busy in quarantine. Some people can. Um, but I just keep on asking. I don't count these as failures. I just count them as, as obstacles. And obstacles are there to get over, go around, go under, whatever they are. But I'm just not going to give up. I'm going to keep doing it until I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Corey, that's a wonderful place to leave the conversation. Thank you so much for being on the program today. Oh, my pleasure, Joita. Thank you for having me. Have a, ter- have a terrific day. Thank you and be safe. That was Corey Reader. Corey is a writer, director, producer, and founder of Renaissance Man Productions. He recently launched a new weekly webinar called Scenes to Screen While in Quarantine, which lives on YouTube, and you can go and check it out there. And I hope you will check out the Renaissance Man Production page for the upcoming webinars. They air Friday afternoons at 3 p.m. Eastern. Corey joined us today from Los Angeles. If you missed any of our conversation today or would like to check out previous episodes of The Pulse, you can find the podcast for this program on your favorite podcast platforms. As we go out for today... I was going to talk a little bit about the importance of authentic inclusion for people with disabilities, and that's such a, a really important conversation. But just something that Corey said towards the end, end of our conversation today really captured my imagination, which is having the confidence to make mistakes. If you're a person with a disability and you want to tell your story, or if you're an able-bodied person working in film or television or any of the other creative industries that we've talked about anywhere, really, and you want to be like Corey, someone who kicks down the door and allows for opportunities to bring more people with disabilities in and get them to be a part of the team, remember, it's not always smooth sailing. We've got an amazing goal in mind to have an inclusive film or television program or project, but along the way, there will be mistakes, and all we can do is make those mistakes, learn from them, and make our best effort. And so I'd like to thank Corey for being on the program today and giving us his best effort as a guest. Thank you to Corey Reader. The Pulse is produced by Enrica Delanroll. Sam Robinson is our technical producer. Andy Frank is our manager of AMI-audio, and Paula Deneen is the supervisor for our technical side. And of course, some special thanks going out today to Jim Crisco, who is one of our regional content specialists for pitching us this story. I hope you will get in touch with us and provide us your feedback. It was a great conversation. Find us on Twitter at AMI Audio and use the hashtag PulseAMI. Thanks a lot for listening. This has been The Pulse on AMI Audio. We'll talk to you again soon. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.